This one is called the pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to the funniest thing. Wow! I know, this is an exciting episode. We share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, we do. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from Chobo Studios. In beautiful downtown Van Nuys. Yes, a real tourist trap, hey, ladies where are and we gentlemen. Looking today, here we're looking into the camera. That's the camera we're using. Yes, has, it, right. ch- has it changed since last time? Um, no, no, but <laughs> I think I just realized what camera we've been looking into. <laughs> Good thing I've been wearing these sunnies. Well, listen, Ed, what do you got for us? All right, we like to kick this off with a reading that kind of lets you know what this show is really all about. The show actually is called "We're in the Feel Good Business." Yes, we are. Yes. And uh, we have a really great guest. Man, we did not ask her the pr- proper pronunciation of her last name. Oh, we'll have to get can that. Can we break the fourth wall? Yeah, Miranda, can you unmute yourself? Tell us how you pronounce your last name. It's Arie. Arie. Oh, Arie. <laughs> like Arie <laughs> Potter. Yeah, it means lion in Hebrew. It means what? It means lion in Hebrew. Wow. Oh, yeah. Nice. Out years ago. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, now go ahead and mute yourself again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we have a great guest, as you can hear, coming up. And uh, so this morning, I was reading a bio of Emmett Fox. Daryl recommended this book. Beg me to read it. I no. had it on my table for ages. Yeah, no one wants to read biographies, but this is the most unique biography because it's mostly sharing how to apply these principles in your everyday life more through Emmett Fox's example. Yeah, it really does read like a great truth book, a great inspiring book. So this morning I read, remember, today's show is called We're in the Feel Good Business. It says, prayer is answered because God is principle. And when men and women pray rightly, they bring themselves into harmony with the law of being. Scientific prayer does not try to change the law or ask exceptions for convenience sake, but it brings the seekers into tune with divine principle. This is what actually happens. Your prayer works by changing the subconscious part of your mind. Every condition in your life is the outpicturing of a belief in the subconscious. Every ailment, every difficulty that you have is but the embodiment of a negative idea somewhere in your subconscious, which is actuated by a, ch- a charge of fear. This goes really well. We have a Course in Miracles expert. You heard Miranda coming on later. This goes really well with what we're going to talk about. So every ailment, every difficulty that you have is but the embodiment of a negative idea somewhere in your subconscious, which is, which is actuated by a charge of fear. Prayer wipes out these negative thoughts, and then their embodiment must disappear too. The healing must come. Prayer then does not act directly on your body or on your circumstances. It changes your mentality. 
After which, of course, the outer picture must change too. Yeah. And be not conformed to this world, which is the negative picture, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. And that is the perfect will of God is the, the thing that we can rely on because once we start to realize that God is this principle that doesn't change, that's the thing that brought security to me in my world, in my life for the first time ever because there's this thing that I can always return to and it's always loving. No matter what my mind, whatever channel, you know, trails we might go down. We can always come back to knowing that love is who the truth of the situation. Yes, because we're always we're great storytellers. I don't know how to tell a story. I'm not a writer. Listen, we're always telling stories yes. to ourselves. Yes, yes. And, we know about the, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I was going to say, unfortunately, a lot of us have gotten into the bad habit of telling ourselves bad stories about the circumstances that appear in our lives. Right. And that's when we start believing something that isn't even real. Yeah. But feels so real that we start trying to overcome a story that I'm telling myself that's scary. But it doesn't seem like I'm inventing this. And the reality is that love is all there is. And when I could start telling myself a feel-good story, yeah. which we're going to – I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but we got a lot of things we're going to be sharing on this show, how to practically – how to apply these ideas practically in your everyday life. Yeah. Yeah, we got to start believing too that feeling bad means that it is not the truth. That's right. And that is something that not a lot of us have been taught. We, we got to be in the feel-good business because the feel-good business is God's business as we're going to breathe on. Why don't you tell everyone how to be a member of the Funniest Thing Club? That's right. You can be a member of the Funniest Thing Club. I bet our guest doesn't even realize that she is actually a longtime member of the Funniest Thing Club. Let's see if she agrees after she hears what it means. Yeah, because uh, the Funniest Thing Club, we're, we're just a group of truth enthusiasts who live each day as ambassadors of God's love. And as we continuously radiate love, we perform everyday miracles and experience better than expected outcomes. Yes, we do. If you're already living this way or strive to, then you may consider yourself a member. We motivate one another by simply sharing how miracles occurred naturally in our circumstances as the result of living lovingly and expectantly. Wow. Man. That's exciting stuff. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we have been we have been referred to as the Beavis and Butthead of spiritual podcasts. No, you know what? what I, I went off into thinking about um, Miranda coming on, and I was like, "Wow, she's like our sister from." England. I know. And then I was, I don't know, I got lost in the joy of that. And then I, I heard know. you talking and I was like, wow, that sounds amazing. How do I join? <laughs> All right. So uh, we want to thank the Patreon folks out there for, that's one way to contribute to the show monthly. Yes. Um, we had two people, one anonymously and then our friend Kirky from Germany. He, they increased their Patreon this month. So thank, thank you so you much for so doing that. Much. Man, that is awesome. If you want to support the show through the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash funniest thing. And um, you, you want to tell – dude, we don't have a postcard from Kirky this week. But we do have an amazing story. Amazing story from Poland, from yeah. Kirky. And you, you – 
Maybe other people can get involved. Daryl and I have gotten involved. So why yeah. don't you tell a quick story Well, the about best that. part is to quickly – a lot of us still have a problem with the idea of money, of giving money, receiving money, and that's not uncommon. We all suffer from it just from the silly ideas we heard or growing up or what right, have you. Right, right. So many. And uh, last week's episode, we talked a lot about being generous and the idea of giving generously and receiving generously. You know, some of us are great receivers and bad givers. Some of us are great givers and bad receivers. Right, right. And then the idea of money complicates it because of right. all the horror stories we hear about money. You should never pray for money. You should never ask for money. You should never. It's just ridiculous. And, and here, so many things, too, because you brought this up on the way here. Yeah. Where so many different aspects of life and worth defined by money like what kind of person you are or what kind of car yes. you drive or yes. what that means about you all so much nonsense yeah. attached to it so we just want to reinforce the idea that we're throwing out the idea of seeing money as a symbol of self-importance yeah and realize that it really is just a barometer for myself it's like a barometer of my level of generosity yeah. of the, because the money always is a reflection of my generosity towards others and then appreciation from others of my generosity towards them and your and our generosity towards ourselves yes. with how loving and how yes. how worthy we really believe we are and how much do we recognize and let in how supported we are by god by right. life Right. So a lot of people and and that it is always just a symbol of appreciation. You got to get the idea that money is this evil thing and realize it's a symbol to exchange appreciation. When I appreciate the job well done by a contractor or what have you, right. we appreciate uh, this facility. So we show that appreciation with the exchange of using love in material form, which is money. And then they get to use it for their appreciation in the way they see fit generously. So what I'm trying to get to is we got hit with a interesting comment, which means we're in the big leagues now because yeah. occasionally we get negative comments on our YouTube. So that's right, a blessing. Right, right, right. Um, and it had to do with being – it's materialistic to think of money in any spiritual realm. Right. Well, here's the funniest thing. I was bringing this up with our friend Kirk who lives in Germany, um, and he works – he's – He's in Poland a lot. He teaches at the film school in uh, Lotz, one of the well-known film schools there in Europe. Right. And the, where the fighting is taking place uh, in the Ukraine uh, is about just about two hours from where he is when he's right, in Poland. Right, right, So let me just tell – so I brought this up. And he goes, well – he goes, yeah. He goes, I used to think that way too. But he said, let me just tell you what's happened over the past few weeks. He goes – one of my friends that he shares the show with and he shares these ideas with wow. and lives by them uh -huh. um, told Kirk, you know, I really got into the habit of doing this gratitude list every night. And, I, you know, just today I was just so grateful to have a warm – to have heat in my home because it gets mm. really cold mm. in Europe. Mm. I mean, if you're listening to us in L.A., you probably can't even fathom how cold it gets in those right, countries right. during the winter. And he was right. telling me, yeah. And then Kirk, he started going, yeah. So – Kirk started meditating during his meditation time. Appreciation. Oh man, I got like the appreciation just to have warmth in my yeah in my home. Serendipitously, ladies and gentlemen, this is how this stuff works. He ends up going to Lotz, and the the bunch of the 
people who work at the school decide on their own that they're going to see if they could get some ovens for these people who are in the war zone to heat their homes because right. they're going to be freezing right. in the next few months. It's going to be – and. He said, well, how much are these ovens? And this isn't an organization. This is the best part of it. It's like if Daryl, Ed, and Indy, the three of us said, hey, we're going to do this. Right. And it, like, if you want to help us, we're going to do it. And we're going to be the ones driving this. So these teachers are not only like trying to get these ovens that are only about 97 – that are $97 U.S. Right, right. And they'll heat the whole home and they could cook with these ovens. And they're the ones that are going to drive these ovens across the border into this place. So he's telling us, he goes, so he said, yeah. So I asked how much the ovens were. He did. He asked the teachers and he goes, well, we're just taking the little increments. They're $100, you know, $100 US, but whatever you can give. So he said, I'm going to buy a whole oven. He goes, I'll buy an oven. So he told me this story a few weeks ago. I didn't know it all came about through this meditation, right? right. So he just said, yeah, I'm buying an oven. I said, and I said, I'll buy an oven. Yeah. You know, like a generous tithe, right, right? Right, So in less than a few days, we get this note on our YouTube, the negative comment. Yeah. And I'm telling Kirk this. He goes, you're not going to believe this. He goes, it was only through meditation. Because the guy said, it's spirituality and materialism don't mix. It's insanity. It's a mental illness. Well, I agree more with the truth is we're material. We're physical creatures. We live in a physical world. Or like Madonna said, I'm a material girl living in a material world. Right. And and what happened was I tell him the story. On the same day, I tell him the story about the uh, comment. He goes, well, funniest thing. He goes, you know, I didn't try to get people to donate. Like, I just told you. Like, like it came out naturally right. like in these conversations. Kirk, just through like normal conversations, he goes, we were hoping to get five ovens. He goes, just from me alone, just from being enthusiastic and having this gratitude for heat in my home, 20 ovens yeah. just through Kirk. Plus me. I just Plus he's a, 21 ovens. So you cannot separate. The reality is we get in tune with this law of love, this right, divine right, order. Right. We get ourselves in tune with it. So that we can operate efficiently and effectively together. Like, this is a loving thing. Like, we're working within our community through materialistic means to raise people up. And that's where you got to realize that these old beliefs, whatever you got them from, about money or materialism being not a part of your spiritual practice, it just doesn't make any logical sense yeah well that's what uh unity movement and new thought is really all about too is that your life is your laboratory if you can't yes. apply it in the laboratory of your life and i like the way you kept saying appreciation because appreciation means to increase in value also so we want to yes we want to connect appreciation with money because it, it it appreciates it increases the value and then it increases our awareness of it it increases Everything yes. for the better. Our, it increases our mood. Yes. It increases the mood of others. It increases yes. their desire to, to reach out. Because a lot of people I think they're on hold because they don't have enough money. And then, so it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm glad you brought that up. Because in times of lack, since I've come into these principles, like when I was between jobs or didn't know what was going to happen when I got out of the military, what right. did I do? Right. I didn't even have a college education. So – 
But I had to hang my hat on yeah. instead of, how am I going to get money? The guys that taught me this stuff were so good. It's not, how am I going to get money? How am I going to get a job? No, I have to click my mind into a generous frame of mind. Yes. Know that God is my yes. source. Yes. And the channels are infinite. And mm-hmm. as, and now I got to get my, how, like get into that mood of ge- a generous spirit because that generous spirit, when I'm thinking, what can I give in this moment in my life, little by little, with the people in my life, even if it's just a smile throughout my day as I'm doing my footwork for a new job, that feeling, that vibration of generosity attracts the position where I could be the most generous yeah. with the talents I have that right, I enjoy right. sharing yeah. and will be well compensated for. And yes. it's worked every single time. It always does. And that's kind of why I'm changing my position with st- – you know, I've been teaching in public schools for 25 years. And what I don't like is training people to believe that because of these measurements that they have nothing to give. So then you have all these people walking around with so much to give, but they've been told based on these in, inaccurate measurement systems that they don't have anything to give. That's the worst thing you could tell anyone. Everyone has something to give. That's why we read this stuff. We are re-educating ourselves to realize that it is principle. Within us is a divine spark. That's so much more important than anyone measuring us by any kind of assessments or anything like that. When we activate that, and we're the only ones who can really activate it, everything transforms. So we want to, let's thank our listeners. If you want to send us something, funniest thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. We got a card from Bruce Foster. He said, Daryl, to Daryl and Ed, listening to one of your shows. It's been, the, um, it's been too long. I've been skimping on the morning practices and see a problem. Today is a new day. I heard this quote from a movie I rewatched from 2005. What's that called? Junebug. The character says to her angry husband, God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to let you stay that way. How Merry are. Christmas. Love, Bruce. And he gave us a nice contribution. Thank you, Bruce. I like that about me, too. I that know. God loves me just the way I am, but he loves me too much to leave me this way. And that's, what I'm, that's exactly what I'm experiencing in my life as I turn my life back over to joy and the feel-good business instead of doing something that's been corrupting my own spirit and thinking that that, that – ends was justified the means was justifying the ends it does not the means actually go the means and the ends reflect each other yes. so if the means is joy the ends will be joy yes if the means is appreciation the end sacrifice i'm learning more and more is not required it's actually that's like me cutting off my own foot and then trying to walk down the street it makes no sense it doesn't there's no sacrifice required i'm undoing indy and i had a great discussion about this i'm really facing a lot of this nonsense in my consciousness and reaffirming the truth. Let me just say Patty um, sent us a, a nice postcard yes. from Unity of the West Side. With, um, it says, to Daryl and Ed from Patty and Matthew. Lots of love. If you're on YouTube, which you, I recommend, go to YouTube. Funniest thing with Daryl and Ed. Subscribe, like, comment on the uh, episodes. You can see the postcard that Patty sent us. It's a beautiful picture. That really is a beautiful picture. I know. I'm not a huge fan of... Merry Christmas cards. Not that I'm against them, but this one, Scrooge. I really love the picture. Yeah, Grinch. right? I know. <laughs> All right. So um, where are we? Um, let's see. A few we more got... shout outs to some folks. And then we got the today's show description. Yeah. Enlightened. 
said, wow, 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 nice, brave, loving this on YouTube. Barbara Weatherman said, you guys make my entire week. Thank you. Schoonover. Community re- Way, right? Is that where he's at? Unity Way Church and, yeah. and um, Vista. Vista, California. Yeah, that's where Indy's from too, I believe, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, by the way, if you want to come down to Chobo Studios, chobostudios.com. If you want to have Indy edit your stuff, go to podshuttle.io to get your stuff on the, uh, on the social medias. He does a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Michael Schoonover said, another super spectacular and wisdom field truth show. Like fine wine, you just keep getting better and more prolific. Ether value you both as marvelous truth teachers. Well, thank you, Michael. Go to DarylNed.com for everything we do. We want to thank Chief Engineer Jeff Comfort. Who does our audio. He's in Kansas City, Kansas, each week. He takes us right into the comfort zone. <laughs> I think our guest is wondering, what did I get myself into? Yeah, right. Shout out to the prayer line, which is Silent Unity, which is also in Missouri. It's it's near it's near Kansas City, Missouri. Yes, it is. That's where Unity Village is. 800-NOW-PRAY, 800-669-7729. Uh, they have an app, the letter U, the word pray, that you can type in your prayers. Uh, so let's get to today's show. Actually, Silent Unity, we use it all the time. Yes, 800-669-7729. It's anything, if you want to get back into the feel-good business because you're not really feeling it, give it, them a call. Yeah, because yeah, at any moment during your day, you could start your day over. And it, it, just one of the reaching out. To this not that's been around for a hundred over a hundred years, yeah, uh, and it's non-denominational and it's just spiritual, affirmative, resetting your mind to what really is true. Yeah, because these principles are not something that like you belong to. They're something that we practice yeah. every, every moment of every day. Even Eric Butterworth, who's a huge Unity teacher and and writer, said it's it's not a religion it's a way of seeing things unity that's why charles fillmore and merle chose that word it's a way of seeing things when we see the unity of life everything changes for the better so today's show is called we're in the feel good business with miranda i knew Arie. Arie, I, Arie? Hope that, I hope that's right Arie, nice Arie. i don't know we'll figure it out <laughs> i think i said it right we can choose the good and we can choose it and when we choose it we can feel the whole power of the universe is behind us that is true we can choose the good and actually learning to choose the good is what life is all about and when we choose it we can feel the whole power of the universe is behind us yes we can move with love or we can move with fear when we move with fear, we mentally attack ourselves, our circumstances, and others. But when we move with love, we naturally think thoughts of encouragement, and life becomes easy and pleasurable. On this episode, Daryl and Ed inspire each other and listeners to celebrate their willingness to invite God to replace their doubt and worry with faith and generosity. Wow, this, is, this show is really coming together. I know. And during the second segment, the Royal Princess of Peace Miranda Arier will join us from Great Britain to discuss today's uh, reading, Open the Door for Miracles. So let's see here. Oh, we oh, got some breaths. We do. got our breaths. And look, we're ending on time, Ed. Yeah, we got five minutes to wrap this up here. Okay, we got three great breaths. Oh, yeah. Okay. So on the <laughs> way here, Daryl put this to song. So here we are. Let's three. Go. Hopefully my voice can hold up. Let's see what oh, happens. These are, well, think of mind. Ethel Merman when you do them. Okay. Okay. Ah, the feel-good business is God's business. It's the only business I know. Ah. 
The feel-good business is God's business. <laughs> the only business I know. Uh, the feel-good business is God's business. It's the only business I know. <sighs> We're going to wrap up this segment with a little reading. Yeah. Is that what you're doing? I could take my nap as we you We have read Alan Cohen. You can read. You can take your nap. It's from A Deep Breath of Life. It's just a few lines from December 12th where he says, God is my agent. Yeah. He says, I, it's Course in Miracles to start it off. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, for he who sent me will direct me. Wow. Oh, Okay. Because he typed up his first book and then he went into a to get it self published and the the guy told him, You know, you don't make any money until your second or third book <laughs> and he said, That's what they may say, but what they may not know is that my agent is God. And then he ended up doing really well off that first yes, book. Yes, he did. So he says, When your work proceeds from spirit, the universe will take care of you. The laws of right livelihood far supersede the norms and expectations of those who are in business simply to make money. Don't work for a living. Create for a life. If your idea or product is a result of prayer, you will prosper in miraculous ways. This is um, Reverend Ike's favorite quote. The Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. You do not need to fight to champion your cause. Instead, let God open the doors for you. Spirit will tell you what to do. You do not need to fret, struggle, scheme, and sweat for your good. The same God that gave you the idea will help it succeed. It says, I take care of God's business, and God takes care of mine. Well, since we have two minutes, I'm going to read just these three lines, also from A Deep Breath of Life. Now, Alan Cohen, he really um, is a big uh, Course in Miracles fan and uh, teacher. And listen to this. This is from November 14th, if you have the book. Mm. This is the best part of all of this, folks. Miracles are examples of right thinking. Yes. Aligning your perception with truth as God created it. Miracles are natural. When they do not occur, something has gone wrong. And that's from yeah. A Course in Miracles. And it also says here, success, harmony, and happiness are not mistakes. They are a natural state. When we, rem when we remember that love is who we are, Miracles occur continuously. Yeah. What a relief. That's why there's nothing to fear. And we were talking about this. Um, it's funny. We're going to be speaking briefly at Unity of Santa Barbara on Christmas. Uh, yes, on powers. Christmas Day. Daryl's going to talk about joy. I'm going to talk about power. And I happen to read what Fillmore says about power, which is that it's centered in your voice, in your vocal cords. And when we harmonize, well, no, when we spiritualize our consciousness by Plugging in. It's like plugging into the power source, the true power source. Then our thoughts become spiritualized, and that's when they have power. Yes. When we're, you know, when we're aligned with this good, when we're in tune with this flow. And it's funny that since I've been studying it, like my voice, this is the first day that now my voice is kind of like, um, I don't know, doing interesting things. So, um, but we were talking about on the way here, and then we'll get out of here, which is many of us were raised to believe that our voice was 
We if don't we, have one. We, we yeah. are not allowed to have a voice. Yes. If we speak our truth that we're, we're being rebellious or defiant or whatever, we might have just gotten so used to not having a voice. And now I'm starting to realize that ha- we always have a voice. And it's not like I thought, oh, and I speak out once a week or when I speak out. I big, told him. Yeah, these big, bold, that means I had a voice. But no, no voice. We have a voice all the time. And we have a right to have a voice all the time. And our power comes that's why speaking affirmations for ourselves, speaking these truths for ourselves is when they really gain power to, uh, to influence your life positively. So, so uh, coming up next, the royal princess of peace, Miranda Arier, joins us from Great Britain. You're going to love this. To discuss today's reading, open the door for miracles. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed live from Chobo Studios. We now return to The Funniest Thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We made it to the second segment, folks. Yes, we did. We're in the feel-good business, and today's guest is... Miranda Arier. Now, I have a quick reading here. No, no, I think we should bring her in first. Oh, that's right. We're bringing her in. Yes. Miranda, we can't keep you in the green room. We've had guests run away before. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you. How are you guys doing? Oh my God, we're doing very, very well. Yes, we're so happy. We we so we we learned of you through a podcast discussing the Course in Miracles, and you know you discuss some of the work you do. And what's it called? The National Health Association or something over there? International Health Service, the NHS here in the UK. Yeah, yeah. so it's like yeah, our National Health Service for Public Health. Now we hate this question, so we you can hate it with us. But if someone was to ask you. What is it exactly you do, Miranda? What would you tell people? Well, I've designed a group work program, like an eight-week, 20-hour group work program for patients with mental health and emotional health difficulties. And I've rolled that out through one of our primary care networks, which covers a lot of our doctor's surgeries here in Leeds in the UK. And now I'm currently in the process of expanding that program and service throughout the NHS. So I'm currently training up new facilitators to roll it out. So I'm more in the realm now of, of training people who are going to run the program. Um, but, I, but I wrote it all in lockdown, the program, yeah. Um, and certainly based through my, um, yeah, through my understanding of the course teachings, which completely transformed my life. So it's all written up from that place of, of real, yeah, passion to just share, share these teachings far and wide. Right. And so with regards to the surgery and people with mental health uh, challenges or like, what is it that you're bringing to them that you uh, for that is rooted in this course in miracles? What, what what is it that's inspired you to get in there and bring this to them? What what we're bringing to them is just, do you know what? Essentially, it's just love, and and really, really, all we're doing in those spaces is is training. I mean, it all lays. I believe it lays in the training of the facilitators, and it train mm. it. it, it, it it lays in the training of the mental health practitioners. If we can train people to 
be fully present with another person in that space, fully present with another person's suffering where we're not going down to those old stories and we're not, we're not creating an identity for that person in suffering out of their past. We're not mistaking their pain for who they are. If we can be fully present with someone, this is the space from which they heal. And that's where the real power lays, I really, really believe. Um, and, you know, it, it all stems from my understanding within the manual for teachers and, you know, obviously A Cost of Miracles is in, in three different segments. So I've worked really through the workbook and then learning through the manual for teachers just blew my mind completely, you know, how to, how to maintain presence with someone in suffering. Um, and I believe that's the real key in, in what we're offering to, to patients, really, what, yes. we're, what we're giving. And it is about really essentially, I mean, I probably won't write it as much uh, in the book because I know that it, it probably seems really radical to a lot of people, but essentially we're just trained to give love. All we're, all we're doing is training people to just be loving. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. And truly loving will never be about um, seeing someone as sick. Right, right. right. We see only the light, you know, yes. that's what we need to witness our own judgments rise and fall. But we see only the light. We don't see suicidal, bipolar, borderline personality. Right, 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 right. See those, we see only the light. Well, I got to tell you something. This is amazing because Ed was just talking to me yesterday because that's the problem he's been experiencing in uh, the public education system, which is the government education system here in the United mm -hmm. States. And what it is, is Ed has been applying what you're sharing to his students. And he works with the, you know, the yeah, special, special education, need, special you know, education, you know, similar, special needs, similar, yeah. you know, uh, group of people, but much younger. And this is the thing. Although Ed is ex these, these, Children that end up with Ed applying this stuff with them and their parents, like they, the results are incredible. I mean, incredible from non-functioning to uber functioning from uh, no aspirations to now in, in movies and one kid has uh, become an actor. I mean, this is incredible stuff, folks. However, however, within that bubble this is considered how dare you oh you can't just tell them that, that it's possible for them to you can't just encourage them because according to this book it says that he will be unable to do those so don't don't tell him that or you're going to be in trouble it is insanity folks it's upside down because the only real results we get are through these and these aren't just new ideas folks this stuff when it's not just Miranda doesn't get positive results because it's Miranda. Ed doesn't get positive results because it's Ed. These aren't true because even Jesus said them. I mean, it's the these 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 principles are real. Yes. And when we cooperate with the law of love, we get the results and it seems like miracles because it's opposite to everything we've been taught. What yeah. the results yeah, that yeah, happen. Yeah. But it's really not m miraculous because it really is the natural order of the law of love when we when we work with it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That's why I've been telling people lately that I'm an educational healer. I've just been, I just came up with this term, and I've just been using it like because what well, what I liked about what Miranda was saying too is that 
any one of us can get misidentified with thoughts about who we are. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, then if we attack, we connect with other people who are misidentified with who they are, then this whole charade goes on about yeah. who we are, what we can do. What, and it's easy for me to sit with these kids and just because that's what I do with myself every day. And I know like Miranda, I went through a really, really challenging place where it was like all day, all night anxiety. Like I and, you know, I just had through the grace of God, which is always there, which just means the truth was always there for me. But I found my way to this stuff and I stepped out bully and I met you. I've met so many different pieces, but I know that I often misidentify myself out of, out of fear and I have to reset and realize that it's not true. And once I let go and re-identify as love, no harm can ever happen to me. In fact, all the good that I desire always comes forward. So it's awesome to, um, yeah, to just to hear someone else doing this on the scale that you're doing it, especially at this point in my life where I'm just, I can't go unsatisfied anymore. I can't go in this small thing and keep, I used to justify it. I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it for them, you know? But then it was breaking me down. And there's, I don't think that I need to be breaking. I don't think any of us, this is about, this is why we call this, we're in the feel good business, Miranda, because like last week we had a breath where our three breaths were, if if it feels bad, it's not my business. It's like re, re, identifying ourselves that it feels good to be who we are. And when we're being who we are and feeling good, we do amazing things. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I mean, the work you're doing sounds absolutely incredible as well in schools and it's so needed in the school system as well. Because like, I guess like we're talking about like that mental health world where, you know, where there's been a lot wrapped within there about diagnosing, putting in boxes a lot of the time, so we can medicate, you know, yeah, a lot of the yeah. time in the psychiatric world, uh, particularly the diagnosis, the labels, the boxes that, you know, label all the, you know, <laughs> label someone's trauma, et cetera, et cetera, manage the risk. And in the school system, there's a lot of that going on in different realms as well. People put being put into different sets, into different brackets of achievements yeah. and these certain exams. And, you right. know, I guess in the special needs world as well, there's like these varying degrees and yeah. <laughs> The, the, the human brain really loves to, to dissect in this way, doesn't it? But essentially, it's like, that's not all someone could possibly be. We, we can't. Right, <laughs> that, right. That's not what a human being is. That That is mistaking them for a body. Yeah. That, that, that is simply just literally going, this is what they do. Yes. This is what they say. This is their challenging behavior, et cetera, et cetera. In a list, it's of the body. We, so we only will treat the body and we miss the point. We miss the picture. But, but you know, like the work you're doing there over there in America sounds incredible. And then like here, there's this incredible, you know, the, the mental health system is really changing here. And it's very, very exciting wow. because there's a lot this talk coming through of being more trauma informed and people are really latching on, you know, like to the, to the program and stuff like this. So I do feel there's a big change coming. I feel like there's a big change like rising up um, at the moment. Uh, so yeah, really, really beautiful to hear that that's happening. Sort of you're, yeah. you're creating those waves where you are as well. Yeah. Absolutely beautiful work. Yeah. I'm with you. Even in the public education now there is, I, we have an amazing counselor who does all this, Groups, when something happens with kids, there's a fight or something, they all get together, they talk about what happened, they come up with their own solutions. You know what I'm saying? All this, and I think that's where, because for me, it's exactly what you said. Everything would be fine, but then we have these meetings once a year, 
And it's all about, did they do this? Did they do that? And there's no room within that really. Cause if, if I go off on my joyful, like really talking about who they are as a person and getting in the family involved, it's like people are looking at, can be looking at their watch. Like that's not what we're here to do. We're here to discuss. And I, it's like, I don't even care. Sometimes I realize I don't even care about those goals that we're supposed to be talking about. And if I try yeah. to look at it, through, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's so awesome. Um, yeah, and it's it's really funny, isn't it? Because when we're not trying to hit these targets of these, a lot of the time it's like these numbers, yeah. etc. We just surpass them. Yes, yes. hallelujah. Yeah, you know the outcomes are off the scale yes. when we let go of all that. Because actually, if we follow those these strict target driven kind of systems, if we follow those, it we're only acting out of fear. Yes, yeah. that's it. You know, yes. be a channel for healing. We, we can't. We can't because we're, we're actually, I need to hit this target. Yeah. If we're acting in that way, we can't be in this relaxed state right, of presence, which right. is actually what is needed and required for people to be able to heal because we have to teach them. Sometimes people need reminding of who they are. Yes. And, you know, the magic of teachers in A Course in Miracles does talk about how the teacher is, is there to – is that to kind of offer a reminder yeah. that the simple presence is enough, right. it says. Yes, yes. yes. And we recognize that in that exact moment, you know, and this is quite in line with the quote, the the reading from today as well, and what you were talking about before, to give and to receive a one in truth with the generosity, et cetera. We recognize in that moment of that happening, we are the student. Yes. This person in front of us, <laughs> with, yes. with one of us. Yeah, yes. You know, yes. we learn from them. 100%. So, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, what's funny is it, many times I've gone to these meetings and the whole time I'm like literally just praying. Cause I'm like, I don't really know what I'm going to say. And more than more often than not, I'm just blown away too. that. The thing that I didn't even think I was working on there. Like you said, there, the teacher comes in in their other classroom and is like, they've been excelling or yeah. the thing that I was afraid that I was going to have to share when it gets to me. Oh, we're out of time. I'm sorry. Uh, we don't really, you know, like, we're, and then it just dissolves and evaporates. It's just, it's just amazing to see it work. I like what you brought up here, Miranda, as well, about once we set these ideas of, of benchmarks, we think we need to arrive at at certain times or we're not making the mark or we perceive that others should be. It, it It is fear. People might not realize this listening to our show, but once we're striving, it means we're in fear. Once I'm striving, I'm in fear. And there's a great, uh -huh. there's a great Emmett Fox quote um, that came up this week. It's one of the morning readers um, I read from, Ed reads from, it's called Around the Year with Emmett Fox. And he quotes a Bible verse but then he sums up the Bible verse, and it's it, it's in line with what you're saying. I'm going to use his paraphrasing here because it makes it very clear. And it really is when we just – when we're meditating or when we're taking the time just to become in alignment with who we really are, the real self, the greater self, the greater idea of ourselves, just in that peace. Just It's the Bible verse of seeking God just to be with God, just to – not for anything else, just to show your joy of just simply being who you are and yes, feeling the appreciation yes, yes, for that. Yes. And that alone, 
by doing that more often than striving, serendipitously, we exceed yeah, big time. The, the levels of ability we have perceived for self. And in the Emmett Fox example, he shares, when we just forget about how fast our healing needs to take, if it's a physical or what type of uh, goal, financial or, or opportunity within our career, forget about the demonstration. Just seek God for his own sake and let the demonstrations take care of themselves. And we're all, that's why this show is like, when we step out boldly, we always receive better than expected outcomes. We don't mean bullying out boldly. We mean stepping out boldly with poise. By believing, I'm going to believe faithfully, you know, with joyful expectation, instead of fearfully with morbid expectation. And I'm going to see what happens. And you know what? If you just do it as an experiment for that sake only, just you know, try some joyful experimenting. And I'm going to read this from a doctor, joyful expectation as an experiment. This is from a doctor you may or may not have heard of, um, Miranda. He's a French physician. I don't know if he's still alive. I looked for him on the internet. We couldn't find anything. His name is Christian Almarac. He was a French physician, and he was, he was billed during his lifetime, maybe he's still alive, as Dr. Happiness. Now, this was a medical doctor, okay? And he was sharing his very simple yet very profound game, a healing and enlightening game, which he called Be Happy. For many of us, meeting Dr. Happiness and playing his game changed our lives for the better, for the happier. We call it the freedom exercise because freedom from unlove, from unhappiness is what it does. And because be happy just sounds so damn corny. That's what this father wrote. It is, a, it is basic in our lifestyle and has been for many decades. Here it is, the law of happiness. Okay, you ready? This is how you can apply right, it, to your, it to your thinking. Yeah, yeah. One, enjoying my happiness is the most important thing for me and for everyone else. Link two. I enjoy my happiness when I enjoy the thoughts I am thinking. The question, whenever necessary or appropriate, I ask, am I enjoying this thought, yes or no? If the answer is not an immediate and spontaneous yes, it's a no. And then the action, if the answer is yes, I'm enjoying my thoughts, perfect. I'm enjoying my happiness. If the answer is no, I'm not enjoying my thoughts, then... In order to practice my happiness, I have two options. A, drop the thoughts I'm not enjoying and find or create a thought I enjoy more. Or B, choose to enjoy the thought, which for a moment before I didn't enjoy. When I am enjoying my happiness, I am free. When I am not enjoying my happiness, I'm not free. That's why this is called the freedom exercise. And he said one thing that I remember from my own little brain that I used this morning when I saw something that upset me. It's when you're feeling upset about something, choose instead what would be the happiest thing that could occur in this circumstance. Yeah. And choose that thought. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, it's it, it will it's happen. Amazing. It it's will amazing. manifest I in agree. that way because the loving thought has the whole power of the universe behind it. These fearful thoughts, and it's just a story we're telling ourselves, is the fearful idea. Yeah. That's what Charles Fillmore said. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, faith is so much stronger than your fear, isn't it? Like, yeah. you know, absolutely. Like the, the loving thoughts are so much stronger. And, you know, recognize we have that choice in every moment. The the ego hates that idea. And I remember like even in the past, and this is why this is why it's really great that we're in these positions where we can support the healing of others. We've had to go through deep suffering to get that. I mean, I've been through ex- so much hell at the, <laughs> at the, at, at the um, you know, with my own ego. I, there's so much there that, that I am very aware that the ego, you know, and for, for anyone listening, I'm, I'm very aware that, there might be people there going, oh, it's not as simple as choosing. It's not as simple as choosing a happy thought always. And, you know, it's sometimes it's about that sort of bit by bit guiding ourselves upwards, isn't it? You know, and yes, it need only take an instant. And sometimes, sometimes that process does need to entail as, as also, you know, if people are in, I mean, Get levels of very deep suffering, honouring those voices yes. of those wounded parts, these thoughts. Sometimes, of course, in an instant, sometimes we're just like, no, I'm going to choose that a different thought, a more loving thought. I'm going to go from that fearful thought to the loving thought. But actually, sometimes we don't. Being fully, fully present doesn't always mean that we have to get rid of that thought. That's right. right. Sometimes That's right. fully, fully present can be about going. Okay, let me see you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Let's hear you. Yeah. What? What? What are you afraid of? Come. Yes. Okay. Hearing that voice of yeah. that wounded part, yeah. then we can bring through the love in a different way. That sort of more, and and the, it, <laughs> the ego resists it less because if we if we we can't think ourselves out of thinking sometimes, can we? You know, and sometimes when we resist what is, you know, we've all been there where we're in this thought and we really we really want to choose it. We think we want to choose a loving thought, but sometimes it's that sort of gently, gently yeah. that can get us yeah. there going, you know, and this is where self-compassion has been incredible. Yeah. For oh, me. yeah. You know, so many people work with, you know, this sort of where we really work. We, we don't see the ego as the enemy, you no. know, because for a long time on this journey, I was like, Oh God, no! I need to get rid of the ego. Yeah. I, I feel a lot less like that now, and it's almost about like not seeing the ego as the enemy. A hundred percent. Yeah. Work with the ego, yeah. just like when bodies, we're free. We're not our bodies, but like you said at the beginning, this beautiful thing that you were talking about—that we're having this human experience. We're living in a material yeah, world. Yeah. We live with these things, and you know, with money, etc. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, we are not our bodies. We are free. However, we live within a body. So also working with, with yes, the, body. the body's course. not the enemy, you know, yes. working with thoughts. The yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. And then that guides us to a place where actually it can become very habitual, where we're like, uh-oh, boom, fearful thought, no. Yeah. Choose something yeah. different. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, I came from a place, I got a master's in spiritual psychology, which was this wow. crazy thing that led me there but as a result of what i got there which then led me to meeting daryl but and see they redefined for me that no one would be here without an ego ego is your body your mind yeah and your feelings it is a it is the sort of the focusing mechanism through which we live upon this planet once we re-identify with our authentic self who we really are and put the put those three things into perspective for what they do there's it's insane to think that that's the enemy 
Because I think of what it's, a lot of times what we think is the enemy is a thought pattern that has a lot of momentum. It has a lot of momentum. It's going very fast. So a lot of people think that's the ego. But that's just the ego when it's scared and it doesn't know who I really am. Once I know who I really am, the ego relaxes and it becomes yeah. a lens through which I can do good. And so I've learned that that's why self-forgiveness is just just, just so, so oh, important. It's the biggest. Because oh, I, it's so powerful. Yeah. 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 Because this is not yeah, – really you can see how it can get twisted when people think, oh, the ego is to blame and now I know who the enemy is. But in this truth, there is no enemy. Yeah. So so yeah. then how and, does and it change? The higher self, self with a capital S. Yes. Would never be an enemy no, anyway. Yes. So this is the beautiful thing like you just said about self-forgiveness, which is one and the same as this self-compassionate practice or whatever yeah. you want to call it, working with these parts of us. It's like – if we can fully, the ego is not going to fully love the ego. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, no. actually, we can practice real compassion and love for the for these thoughts, for these like yes. fearful thoughts. And we, we look at them and we go, wow, we allow our hearts to move. Wow, I yes. see you're in fear again. Immediately, yes. you know, where we've identified with the ego, suddenly, boom, a split occurs. Yeah. And we say, who's doing the comforting and who's being comforted? Right. Enter the higher self. Right, we live from that place when we when we can bring through love, even for yeah. these parts of yeah. that are saboteurs, these protector parts, these parts that lash out, these parts that say things out of pain or fear. That self forgiveness is so powerful. It allows us to leave the past in the past. We bring through love, and the ego doesn't do that. So we en- we enter the higher self from that yeah. place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that that's not. That never comes from a place of resisting what is yeah, right, in the whole right. in the now, like that's Eckhart right. Tolle calls the now, doesn't he? Um, I don't know if you're familiar. Are you familiar with Eckhart yeah, Tolle? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, he, he's got a beautiful way of, of like um, speaking about we, we, not 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 resisting what is. Right. Yes. Like, if we're ever in resistance, what is? Oh, I need to get rid of these. I need to get rid of these thoughts. I need to. No. Can only be coming from the ego because actually the higher self can see and becomes the watcher of right, right. and it's frustration um, that we that we want to really well it, it, it's actually a connection that we want it's not a separation at all it, you know it's the belief in separation from source that that causes suffering but we want to we want to tease away um the the fearful thoughts from the loving thoughts and yes. bring love because it's only come out of pain and fear yeah. in our past yeah right. oh yeah Hasn't it? You know, yeah. these, these fearful thoughts anyway. Yeah. It's the way we've been conditioned or the body's been conditioned. No, it really is about encouraging that panic little – It's only, I really have to see the ego in me in these situations as a, as a child. Like it's oh, really, yes. It really is. Yeah. And I know people are like, oh, my inner child and they give it a lot of flack. But you know what? It takes a real man <laughs> to honor – that inner child that lives within them, because if you do not, then you will act aggressively towards yourself or others. And I right. learned this when I was in the military. Yeah, hundred percent. Believe it or not, you know this sort of compassion for that part of me. Right. To see yourself in these moments as wait a minute, that's just a little me getting very scared. And instead of believing it or letting the ego now take that thought and run with it and move me into this yeah. aggressive, yeah, yeah. you know, because that's how fear usually expresses itself. If not towards other, I bottle it up and it's a great anger turned inward. Yes, you know? yeah, yeah. But when I could say, come on, Daryl, that's okay. You don't have to be afraid of that. 
I mean, even saying it now makes me feel good. Yeah. It's comforting. And you could say these things to yourself. Don't think it's silly. If there are people around, you could say it in your own little head. No one will hear you. But I'm telling you, it's like what Miranda is highlighting on this episode. This is what's great about the show. We never know what's going to happen. It always turns out better. Yeah, but for really sure. about you, like you can't always. And most of the time, I don't. They quickly go to, but I can now because of these things we hear and good friends and reading these books and 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 applying it in our life. Know that this is just me getting frightened, and now let me just yes, one hundred percent be a but being a loving and encouraging grandma to myself. Right, and man, that's when now the ego goes. Oh, okay. Right. And now, like you mentioned, Ed, now the ego is a tool to maneuver through the world. Yeah. So now my ego has jumped on board with this enlightening idea from the higher self. The higher self is the one that says, Daryl, this little voice in Daryl needs compassion instead of yeah. grabbing him by the arm and saying, either we're out of here or you're going to kick that kid in the shins. No, it's saying, you yeah. know, now the higher self is more than the ego and saying, no, no, no. Just give them a little encouraging, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And man, that's that's when you really start living life. Yeah. Uh-oh, hang on. Agreed. You know, I want to say two things. One, I heard uh, there's a terrible book that I did not like. Uh, well, some people might <laughs> like it. But I got one good thing from it. I can't even remember the name of the book. I just did not like the title at all. And I didn't like the way the person taught. But he proposed this idea that the masculine side of within everyone, this energy, is this like deathless calm that we enter. Ah, I like right? that. The feminine side is the dance, what a lot of people call the ego, the body, the creation, the birthing of our lives, art, uh, even going to all of the movement. And he said that because these religions were so male-dominated in the past – where they, they made it like what I call like spiritual bodybuilding. If we could just sit in a cave and not move, <laughs> then that's the ideal. And it made the body and all this stuff sound like it was, you know, that's like something bad, right? That's something – and mind you, no women were allowed in the cave. You know, like it was this crazy idea, right? And when I started seeing that way, it really made a lot of sense to me. And, and last night, um, my – version of what you guys are talking about was see my mom was like the vocal kind of person in my house and she was very emotional and she was in a lot of fear at that time in her life and upset and my dad kind of just went silent right he would just you know and it just used to like enrage me at times um or scare me or whatever so last night i did something i've never done i just started talking in a voice i've never spoken and i said you know what ed there's no reason for this insanity like, cause my mind was so used to like working through insanity, like, and I gotten quite good at that and I've been very good at helping other people, but this is something different. I said to myself, this isn't real. It can't be real. This is not the truth of my being. I don't have to work through this to earn my way back to peace. And then something happened, which you both just described in a way I've never had. It was almost like this other part of me, which almost felt like my feminine energy sat next to me on the bed where I was that 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 voice of calm, yeah, and it's bringing it's choking me up because I prayed for myself in a way I never have, and I affirmed that all of this is gone, like all this yeah. stress, 
I, I said, I'm affirming for you like I would for others. There is no more sickness in you. There is no more fear or doubt or worry. All of this is dissolved. All of this, all of it is gone because I know you and you're amazing and God is amazing. And, and it was incredible. And like uh, throughout the night and even this morning, like the, the revelations I've had about myself as a result of doing that. And I don't think all of us understand the power of our voice because yeah. it wasn't modeled for us. The power that, that of Jesus to calm the storm, to get up within ourselves and calm these storms. And we have that power to do that. Yeah, wow, that sounds such a powerful release. It sounds like yeah. you really like released some block in that. Yeah. So powerful. Yeah. And really beautiful that it was like before this conversation today. Yeah. Like really in line. And it's so true what you say, isn't it? And 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 of course the miracles uses the language, the voice for God. And I remember reading A Course in Miracles going through the workbook the first time and I was like, is that a typo? I thought it meant like voice of God. I was like, that must be like a, a, a type, a, a mistake right, in the book. Right. But the voice of God comes through that presence and it's like, um, it's almost like time and time again, it's that reconnection to self reconnection to the truth of who we are that identity you know that you guys are sort of describing like yeah. remembering the truth of who we are again and again and again right. that we are not our fear, that we are not our pain and the past is not a reliable teacher if we believe that the past is a reliable teacher this happened in the past so now if we keep doing that we are in a cycle the rest of our lives we go round and round because the past is teaching us and guiding our actions and dictate, dictating what we do and telling the body what to do and we stay stuck right we have something new we have to do something new to expand. We are all here to expand. We are all here to evolve. We're all here with that power. We're limitless in power and in peace, as of course, yes. it does. And one of my favorite teachings from the course really states that if we're in fear, and it's very in line with what you guys were saying at the beginning, if we're in fear, we, we're not in truth. Okay, right. so if we're not feeling good, we're not in truth. And it says fear is deception. It attests that I have seen myself as I could never be and thus look upon a world which is impossible. And I love that because it's a really beautiful anchor to remember, remember that anytime we're in fear or suffering of any kind, we can just turn inwards and ask the question, have I forgotten who I am? Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. Who I am in this moment. I've lost myself in some kind of old past right. story coming up of a past that's been triggered something that that echoes something from my past has been triggered in me and i'm re-seeing through the lens of this past but when we reconnect to source and we reconnect to, to recognizing that we're one with god and god goes with us wherever we go we can see that only as a gift and yeah. we start to reframe our triggers even as a gift yeah. because all things are God would have us learn. And we recognize that in that moment, an echo of a past has been sent to us. No one is sent by accident to anyone. Right. These these lessons shown as an opportunity for healing. And, and you know, all things properly perceived become an opportunity to heal. Every single thing that happens, even those times when we're like, oh, my God, how can this be framed as a yeah, gift? Yeah. We reconnect time and time again to that yeah. faith and that trust. And it gets easier with time. And, and it is so hard at first, isn't it? You know, like you were saying, Ed, like, you you know, you lived like um, in a lot of suffering and anxiety as well. So did I for so much of my life, you know, and I don't know about yourself, Daryl, as well. But it's just those, even if we only manage it for two seconds at first. Yeah. Back to the fear. Okay, that's okay. And then next time it might be five seconds. And, and bit by bit, yes. we have to. 
recovery is always possible. Yeah. It, it, or it, no matter what kind of state you're in now or how, however any, anyone feels, it's like recovery is always possible. Yes. Expansion is always possible. Growth is and healing is as well. And release of the past yes. yeah. is really possible because the now is really all that ever exists. Yes. You know? Wow, should we have the the reading and then? Yeah, you just made my now wow. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that so, was amazing. Okay, let's what, hear the reading. Yeah, let's hear the little. And then we reading. can wrap up the and show. Then we're wrap Beautiful. up. Okay, gorgeous. So, open the door for miracles. That one. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Okay, lovely. I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. In my mind are thoughts that can hurt me or help me. I am constantly choosing the contents of my mind since no one else can make this choice for me. I can choose to let go of everything but my loving thoughts. I am determined today that all my thoughts be free from fear, guilt or condemnation, whether of myself or others, by repeating, I can elect to change all thoughts that hurt. So beautiful. And do you want me to read the second one? Yeah. All that I give is to myself. Yeah. So gorgeous. This, yeah. All that I give is given to myself. I was mistaken in believing that I could give anyone anything other than what I want for myself. Since I want to experience peace, love and forgiveness, these are the only gifts I would offer others. It is not charity on my part to offer forgiveness and love to others in place of attack. Rather, offering love is the only way I can accept love for myself. In all situations and encounters today, I will say, all that I give is given to myself. Am I now giving what I want for myself? Wow. Oh, that is great. All right. Well, Miranda, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, how, how can people find you out there on the internet? So you can find me through my website, which is mirandaarie.co.uk. Arie is spelled A-R-I-E-H. Um, you just remember it's the Hebrew word for lion, as I said at the beginning. And you can also find me on my Instagram, which is just at Miranda Arie, or my Facebook at Miranda Arie as well. It'd be really lovely to connect with anyone if you want to get in touch. And my inbox is always open. If, if you're suffering anywhere you are in the world, please. Uh, I'm always open to like even a DM on Instagram. If you just send me a voice message, I'm really suffering. Don't care where you are in the world. I will always respond. Wow. And now we're going to put you on the spot. Would you like to join us again in the future? I would love to. I would absolutely love to. It's just been such a pleasure to chat with you both. Like you're just such beautiful beings. And yeah, thank you so much for being of service um, with this amazing podcast. I've just really adored it today. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, we feel the same way about you. We feel the same way about you. Now, uh, before you go, if you can hang on, we got a little story that we dug up. We're not. Uh, We're we're never sure if these stories are 100 percent true or not. This was um, from TMZ in Great Britain. It's about you. So, when Miranda was a little girl, her classmates were bragging about how hard their parents worked. One little fella boasted, "My father is a banker who only sleeps for five hours a night." He works 10-hour shifts. Another little girl proclaimed. (laughs) Wait, another little girl proclaimed, oh, my mom's a noise. And she sometimes works 12-hour shifts. Miranda joyfully let them know. That's nothing. 
My, me father's a bus driver that circles Big Ben in London. He works round the clock. <laughs> so bad. I think around I, the clock. Around the clock, folks. I got it. I, I think Daryl got a little bit of cold feet about the. I don't know accent. I don't know how to do the accent. Oh wait, it's Osborne's brother to Osborne's join us for brother. our concluding song, ladies and gentlemen. You've had a lovely mixture there. Wait here, he's at. We got a lovely mixture. Lovely mixture of accents there. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, here we go. You ready, Ed? Yeah. Kick it off. We're all going to get this someday. someday. Don't Don't have to be tonight. tonight. It's harder than you think to do nothing. If you want to do nothing right, you got to slow your roll. You got to slow your roll. It's a downshift, de-stress, take yourself a deep breath, watch it go up in smoke. You gotta slow your roll. Hey, visit DarylNet.com. Miranda, we love you. To find easy links. I love you. Everything we do. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with DarylNet. Slow your roll. It's a downshift. It's a downshift, de-stress, take yourself a deep breath, watch it go up in smoke. Slow your own. That's right! Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards.